Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Double Eviction, a Big Brother podcast. We are following the trend started by the episode last night of having technical difficulties. It's so on trend, as you saw from the HOH competition, an emergency, a commercial break called by Miss Julie Chen herself. But we did get an HOH in the first eviction. Um, but to start off, I'm Parker. And I'm Inara. And um, yes, we just saw Travis get evicted from the house, RIP. Um, Poor Travis. Yeah. The, in his own words, the white guy with abs. Always with abs. Gets <laughs> oh, can you believe it? They're, they're, they are always targeted. Always this- targeted. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I know. I feel like it's, I don't think he's ever watched the show. No, definitely not. <laughs> Um, But yeah, so this week kind of started off with Frenchie's um, HOH reign. Any thoughts on that, Parker? Reign of terror is what I call it. was he, in in his mind, Frenchie is playing the best game, you know, Dan Giesling, Derek level of strategy. Like he actually thinks that he's going to win. He, it's only week one, and he has said to, like, cameras and stuff, like, oh, you might as well just, like, write me that check now and all this stuff. I'm like, Frenchie, I thought you were, like, a fan of the show. You would think that he would know how to be, no like, more, more low-key at the beginning. He's aligned with pretty much everyone in the house. I thought it was funny that we saw that he literally promised safety to the other three guys that he walked in with, like, right as he walked in the house. <laughs> I know. I don't know was- why you would do that. He was playing literally like a minute after he walked into into the house. Um, one of those guys was Travis. So then Travis, um, of course, was evicted. So Frenchie went back on that promise. Travis was making these claims that he was going to blow up Frenchie's game and all this stuff. Um, he used his eviction speech to talk about other things. Um, a shirt came off. There was shaving cream prank that I'm not going to go into because it was a bit strange. Um, But uh, Travis claimed that he blew up Frenchie's game beforehand. So I guess we'll see on Sunday's episode what that means. I'm guessing that was like one comment because I can't see Travis doing much. Yeah. And I feel like Frenchie blew up his own game before that. So I don't think, I don't think anything Travis would have said would made it any worse than it was. (laughs) Exactly. I think um, the house, especially people like Tiffany, Claire, Hannah already um kind of see through Frenchie um and everything but I guess let's go back to Sunday's last Sunday's episode right and kind of walk through what happened this week leading up to Travis being um the first evicted from the big brother house so on Sunday we got to know the house guests a little bit more and everything um see kind of their first interactions um in the big brother house Um, And also kind of saw the beginnings of certain alliances, as well as the wild card competition. Anara, how do you feel about this wild card competition thing? Yeah, I kind of liked it. Um, And it was similar to what they did last year, where you could only play once. Right. Um, But it kind of sucked that you didn't get to, like, someone had to play from each team. Yeah, that was kind of weird. So yeah. it was, yeah, like, the safety suite from last season, except now one person from each team has to play. Has to play, yeah. So we had Hannah, Christian, Kyland play, um, and then Christian won. I liked his, the spin the wheel thing that they did, where they spin, he spins the wheel, and then whatever number he lands on, he gets to save that many people on his team. 
Um, unfortunately, he only got one. Right. So he got to save Xavier, which was a good choice because he was probably, I feel like Frenchie would have targeted Xavier before Alyssa and uh, Sarah Beth if they, if Xavier had not been safe. Right. And he, he I feel like he also didn't want to choose Alyssa because then it would be like, oh, those two are like uh, definitely a showmance, which those two do hang out pretty much only with like themselves a lot. So they're already kind of, uh, kind of setting themselves up for it i thought it was hilarious whenever Frenchie called out uh Alyssa and christian for having a potential showmance and instead of just flat up denying it christian says oh yeah we do look like people who might be, <laughs> might look good together or something like that i was like why is that your first reaction that exactly oh so dumb and then he i saw he said sorry to Alyssa. Yeah. he knew he blew that one he was like what what are you talking about but yeah the the wild card card comp itself was a, an, an interesting concept you had to walk into this room retrieve items without making sound so there were a lot of like booby traps set up of like cans falling over which that was hilarious how they put a stack of cans behind each mm-hmm. door because they would swing open that door and it would all fall <laughs> over um so that was fun and then they had you know like bubble wrap and glasses and everything that they had to not make a sound and like the person and for every sound you made, you got like um, a time penalty or something. So it was yeah. over did it fastest. My question is how do they ensure the accuracy of measuring these things? Like each sound on the microphone, like how do you differentiate what is a new sound and stuff? Like, I feel like that's just a, that's just a production nightmare having to make sure that it's accurate. Yeah. With like the sound waves or whatever. I don't even know how that works, but yeah. they had microphones. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how do you decide, oh, that was a different sound. That's going to be a new penalty, but it's the same crashing sound. Like, I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they have stuff set in place, but still I'm like, that seems hard to ensure that like, it's technically fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, like you said, Christian ended up winning. Um, he seemed like he was going pretty fast. And I think both Kylan and Hannah made a bunch of sounds. So mm-hmm. yeah. And then Christian was, I think who Frenchie would have nominated had he not been safe, but he ended up nominating Kyland and Alyssa. Um, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. I feel like Kyland is not only a like fan favorite as like, we all love him, but also I think everyone in the house already loves him. So I think, Everyone was kind of shocked about that one. Exactly. Especially because Frenchie said that going in, he wasn't going to nominate a woman or a person of color. And he did both. He did both. <laughs> he said he wanted to get rid of meatheads, which in his mind would have been Christian, Brent, and Travis. Christian, of course, won the wild card. And Brent became uh, Chris, or, sorry, Brent became Frenchie's little like right-hand man all of a sudden. Those two now are all buddy-buddy. Um, cause Brent, like th- th- those first couple of nights, Brent was like by himself. He was like not interacting at all. Then somehow he kind of, you know, got, I'm sure just kissed up to, uh, to, to Frenchie and everything. Um, so now those two, I think also have a final two. I don't know. Frenchie has final twos, I think with like four people. Cause I know he has, yeah. um, with definitely Dan- by the end of this week, we find that out. That right. He has an alliance with like everyone. With pretty much everyone. Um, yeah. so the Frenchie's target went from Christian initially, then to Brent, then to get at Christian, he put up Alyssa because Alyssa was this purported yeah. romance. She was like collateral for right for doing like she did not need to get put up for that reason at least right. specifically. 
exactly. Then Frenchie, which I'm sure he had rehearsed this little not speech, probably years in the making. Like I'm sure he went in with it, saying that he had a dream about going after a big fish. The big fish being Christian allegedly, and so in order to catch this big fish, he needed bait, which was Alyssa. It was he thought he was being so poetic and strategic, but I was just like, this is lame. Yeah, and all of his speeches like that are are like that, but. Another thing to mention, um, how we were talking, I think, like, first episode, the strategy of winning first HOH, I remembered why I was against that strategy, because usually, I think, I feel like the first HOH always gets the most, like, twists involved, and so yeah. your options are, like, limited usually, which sucks, because you can't really get out anyone, like, specific that the house would be united against, it has to be, like, someone random usually, like, Kylan mm. was so random, you know, like your options get so limited that you have to nominate within like a certain like five people or something usually. And now with teams, I feel like it's even harder. That's true because yeah, there was between the team being safe and then the wild card comp, it, d- it definitely does narrow down the uh, the pool for who you can nominate. And then Frenchie had alliances with pretty much everyone too. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, his reason that combination was not good. A Frenchie playing too hard and also being HOH. Yeah, he like, had who like, are you gonna put up then? Yeah, he just had like three or four people that he could technically do, even though that would be breaking promises. But um, his reason for Kylan was that he he thought that there was gonna be a twist in the veto competition, so he wanted someone that who he trusted playing in it. It was just pretty much a lame excuse to justify him putting Kylan up on the block. But yeah, I agree. Do you remember in BB19 when Cody ended up having to nominate like five people in one week because exactly. Exactly, yeah. And there was this twist where like Paul got safety. So that was what really did in his game because like you said, like with all of these twists, he ended up ended up having to cause a lot of damage and make a lot of waves. So yeah, I feel like for week one week one HOH, you have to pretty much lay low and come up with like the most like unbiased, like neutral reason for putting up two people. Um, but that's kind of Frenchie, I guess maybe tried to initially do that, but then he just overplayed got too excited and like you said just messy messy mess, messy <laughs> yeah for sure um but yeah next we had the wednesday episode mm-hmm. where we had the veto competition um which i thought was like a fun fun competition like it was a setup. yeah it was a fun setup and it was a good combo of physical and mental stuff too i i like mm-hmm. it when it's not strictly one or the other because it was like physical with like moving fast moving around pieces yeah until because you had to pretty much get a ball dropped from one end of this like giant um like was it like what kind of drink was it like a martini glass i don't, don't Something even like that yeah a cocktail. and you had to move around these like pieces um to get the ball to like go down um this like this pathway i guess and then land in this little um like slot at the end so it was a yeah i thought it was fun i feel like we met like the comps this year have been different so far like not your standard comps yeah not the ones that we've seen before for sure um, okay. but yeah that was it looked fun looked kind of hard though i probably couldn't do it yeah <laughs> but- it stressful because like they were all kind of close together moving around quickly and um we should mention that the target went from christian to brent to Alyssa to Derek x so the target already changed four times before the veto because Alyssa spoke with frenchie um and kind of was like no we're not in a showmance i want to work with you so then the veto ended up going to, to Derek x or sorry the 
the target because Derek X and Travis had kind of been like their own duo, not really ingratiating themselves in the group that much. And then like some rumors got started that Derek X called Whitney something like called her a name and was starting rumors. I don't know. It was pretty much just like petty stuff that like Derek X was like forming, trying to form alliances and going against Frenchie. So that became Frenchie's main target. But surprise, surprise, Derek X gets randomly chosen for the veto. Huh, wonder how that. <laughs> Very interesting. But yeah, he does end up winning and he used it, which I personally was ecstatic about because I feel like last season, everyone just made all these like, they would say they were going to use it, but then they didn't. Right. For whatever it's... reason, even on people they liked. It's... So I was glad when Derek X used it on Kyland. Um, and took him off the block. Yeah, I was glad too. It's like, I feel like that's a sign of, of a good season is when people are actually using the the veto. Last season, it was pretty much just like, okay, what is the, the, the HOH one? Okay, not going to use it. Okay, person goes home. It was just so boring. Yeah. We'll say that Frenchie did kind of not really, almost threatened Derek X, but said that the house, without saying names, wanted Derek X to use it on Kylan to put up Travis. Otherwise, if he didn't, Derek X would be targeted next week. So he kind of, by the way, I feel like we should start calling Derek X just Derek X because it's, Derek. <laughs> um, they keep calling Derek F Big D, which I'm like, does, oh, yeah, does yeah. Derek F like being called Big D? I don't I know. Think, no, I think in one of the episodes he said, he called since himself there that. are two, since there are two Derek's, you guys can just call me Big D. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. Cool. I think it was, so, like, the second episode. Okay, good. So, yeah, yeah. it's self-dubbed a nickname. But, yeah, oh so, yeah, Frenchie kind of stiff-armed Derek X into using it. Because at this point, Derek X and Travis were, like, close. Mm-hmm. Even though Derek X and Kyland were also close. So, it was kind of put him in an awkward spot where he had to use it on his friend. But then he knew that his, his if he used it, his other friend would be going up. Because I think Frenchie had told him that. So Exactly. So, he could have not used it. But... I was glad he used it, even if it was, like, he was a little forced by Frenchie to use it. Right, yeah, but um, I agree, because if he hadn't used it, most likely Alyssa would have gone home, which would have been interesting, um, because I think Kylan would have had um, the votes, but Frenchie kind of reverted back to his original plan of getting out meatheads, as he called them, so the only last available meathead, since Christian was safe and Brent is now buddy-buddy, was Travis, who... Hadn't done much of gameplay wise um, until he was nominated. So, so Derek Derek X uses veto on Kylan. Travis is nominated, and at that point, we kind of Travis's reaction was kind of muted during the veto ceremony. He did call in his uh, dr. He did call um, Frenchie a uh, little snaky boy. Oh I yeah. Think Travis says, oh, "I'm like, where's your lingo coming from? Like, I get you just graduated college, but I don't, I don't even know if I say that kind of stuff or people yeah. say that kind of stuff. But like a, little snaky boy was kind of funny. Yeah, his his lexicon is like a weird mix of like Gen Z slang, like surfer slang, and mm-hmm. also online stuff. By the way, the confessionals for that cocktail veto competition were so cheesy because they like in, in their confessionals that they make people like really lean, lean into certain roles so travis was like college party boy he's like i love cocktails i've been yeah. to college parties like, okay cool and then frenchy they, they, they make him lean in which he obviously loves leaning into this country farm boy he's like 
I only drink beer. I don't yeah. even know what a cocktail is. I'm like, this is so dumb. Please stop like easy scripted roles. And Frenchie's accent, do you notice when he like talks for one, his vocal fry is so annoying. He's like, he's like yeah, yeah. And then when he goes into the the, the confessional booth, all of a sudden there's like a, there's like a country accent. I'm like, oh, where did this come from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He is very interesting, to say the least. And said, and said the word dadgum three times in one episode. Yeah, I saw you notice that. I don't think I noticed it. I'm like, I think I just, his <laughs> words kind of just, I don't know. Bounce off. You're just <laughs> yeah. not absorbing them. I was like, please. The production definitely was like encouraging. Like, use country slang. Say dadgum. Make a lot of like fishing and farming references. Yes, the fishing and farming <laughs> reference. Everything is fishing and farming. I know. It was, it was a mess. But hey, that's uh, that's Big Brother. But um, eventually, as we saw on last night's episode, Travis does campaign using his business sales major background. So funny. He said... What was his quote? I loved it. It was like, uh, I did major in business, so let's get to selling. Yeah. Me, always. <laughs> exactly. Which, his pitch was good. He pretty much was saying, like, um, if you keep me around, I'm always going to be a bigger target. Like, especially yeah. because you're going to be a target. Like, I can offer you a lot more than, like, Alyssa can because Alyssa. That, isn't- that yeah, that strategy is always worth a shot, I think. Because I feel like a lot of times it does work out in their favor. Yes, definitely. And I thought he definitely made sense. Um, it seemed like for a bit that things could go his way because he had his team, um, the Queens, Kylan, Tiffany and Claire kind of um, backing him up. And then um, Brent and Frenchie, who had kind of heard this pitch, also considered it. So I think for a bit, people kind of thought that they might as well get off Alyssa, get out Alyssa because... We saw, we've seen very uh, uh, several iterations of this slaughterhouse alliance already. Like it's only been a week, but they've changed who's in it. But now we eventually saw on Thursday the slaughterhouse officially consists of of uh, Whitney, Alyssa, and then six guys. So all the guys, excluding Travis, who's now evicted, and Derek X. So it kind of seemed like maybe the others who were not in this slaughterhouse alliance might try to take out Alyssa since she was in that alliance and everything. Um, but eventually, I guess they didn't have the votes. I'm sure we'll find out more on Sunday to see what happened right beforehand. But uh, yeah, eventually- and I was I was warming up to Travis a little bit. I'll say that. No. I was kind of hoping he would make it out at least this week. Agreed. But- they, um, they they finally showed his like his personality on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, Because he really hadn't gotten much airtime at all in his confessionals. Um, His strategy, which I dubbed the Magic Mike strategy, giving Kyland a lap dance during his birthday to curry favor with the house guests. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'll give him props for that one. I think if people see you as someone they want to be around, they'll want to keep you around. So I think that was a good shot for him to be like, oh, I'm so funny and like team player. I'm down for whatever. Yeah, he yeah didn't work out. Dress, but... He wore makeup. He wore heels. Yeah. Um, he did have a, a a funny line that was like, maybe I just need like 15 more birthdays to yeah. save the house or something, which that was funny. Um, so I did yeah. like Phil. So he's giving his eviction speeches on last night's episode and takes off his shirt. I'm like, okay, now we're going a little bit too far. I know, which for one, 
Big Brother needs to ban them from promoting their stuff during the nomination speeches. Because Alyssa gave a shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Sw- I'm like, this is that is so stupid. Like, I don't understand why that's still allowed for you to say, like, go check out my website. And then obviously Travis is angling for some type of influencer deal because yeah. he just takes off his shirt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I loved either of their last minute speeches but something else to mention from this episode my favorite part alongside the slaughterhouse alliance obviously we know Frenchie was grabbing at whatever alliance he could he could have but he right. made Frenchie made the all girls alliance oh. <laughs> the French four kid. girls and Frenchie yeah. <laughs> made he- by Frenchie that was so random. He was sitting with um, with Hannah, Azza, Tiffany, and Claire and was talking about all girls alliances, how he wanted one to form as if he is a girl or something. Like, yeah, and, as if it was just going to be the girls and French. And French <laughs> along, which it was so transparent that he just wanted the other people not in the slaughterhouse to be aligned with him to get information. Mm-hmm. And I think all of the girls definitely like saw through that. They were like, playing oh along. yeah and i We're think they're all super college. fans yeah ex- yeah especially like those four all know what's going on so they were like yeah we can call ourselves the french kisses and then at- their confessionals were so funny we're like i've never heard of an all girls alliance started by a guy <laughs> man yeah i know i thought that part was so funny but with that being said i feel like frenchie's gotta go home soon right agreed i mean he does have his big alliance the slaughterhouse um and the french kisses but i feel like people are are already not starting to trust him yeah and i think he's an easy target so like yeah with that like kylan's won hoh so i guess we'll say that but i think for kylan he's such a nice lovable guy in the house that I think his smartest move would be to get out the main target of the house at this point who has proven himself to be a target Frenchie definitely um agree so yeah um, the HOH competition we almost thought that we weren't going to be able to see it because hilariously um (laughs) so how it worked was that there were um these dots on this big um this big like sheet I guess that were like one to 30 you had to hit a ball using a mallet into this big shark's mouth um and higher numbers were higher difficulty and whoever made it from the highest um point level was would be um the winner so originally what production and plan was that everyone was going to enter the number they wanted on like an electronic keypad which I was like huh I've never seen that before usually it's like chalkboards if there's anything with like numbers yeah but I was curious because what, what would happen if like multiple people put the same number and Julie was explaining that. And then all of a sudden he says, uh, we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> we'll be right back. And it goes to commercial immediately. I was like, of course. Yeah. And I saw some funny tweets about that. They were like, they went to commercial because they accidentally programmed for the wrong person to win so, on the electronic keypad. That's hilarious. They're like, oh, shoot. No, 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 no. Move this around. Move, move, move yeah. this around. I can't imagine how stressful it was though, because when they came back from commercial, everyone was already was standing on their mm-hmm. like their 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 chosen dots. So I'm sure it was a bunch of scrambling, and then it was even more stressful. I'm sure for the people competing because there was already like a lot of nervous energy. I don't know if someone got fired. I assume Grodner was like yelling at people to make sure that um, that Brent won, which who. 
that was a nerve-wracking competition. So Alyssa was the first one who made it, and she had like 14 points. Then Brent went right after her, so second easiest, and he made it and had 15 points. Then like five or six people went, and they all missed, and everyone was like white-knuckling their chair, being like, oh, shoot, is now it? Because it was getting harder and harder, like yeah. at angle. And I was like, if we get a Brent week two HOH, it's going to be Frenchie 2.0. Like it would mm-hmm. be the exact same thing. Yeah, but Kylan's ended up winning, which was great. But also I saw people complain about how um, Julie said you couldn't do bank shots. I think I think Janelle may have tweeted about this, but you couldn't do bank shots, which is like when you hit the wall to make it in. Right. Which I didn't know until I looked it up a little bit more. But you couldn't do that. But then there was no way to get the ball in from like the angle that like Derek X was at. Uh, so you needed you needed to be able to do a bank shot, but you couldn't. It was like against the rules. Yeah, because I guess like technically you, you were allowed to do it off of like the shark's mouth on the side. But yeah, like, so basically, the- unless you got oh. one of the prime spots, then you had like I- no chance. Yeah, a typical comps where there's definitely some advantage. I know. People, but thank goodness Kylan won. His problem though is that he's technically in the slaughterhouse. He's in this cookout alliance as well with yeah. Tiffany Aza. Um, uh big d and xavier and then he also of course by winning his team is safe the queens claire and tiffany and then he also has a duo kind of deal with um sarah beth like they're very close so that technically only leaves britney and derek x to be nominated i mean do we not think the slaughterhouse is big enough to turn on already or do you would you want to stay loyal I think what he's going to do, which I hope, is that he'll nominate, I think he'll do Britney for sure, because that's a pretty, like, safe, neutral option. I do like Britney, but she's not really aligned to anyone right now, so that's not going to make any waves. He might do, like, Britney and Derek X first, because that's... Even though Derek X saved him? Right, but I think what he should do is do a Frenchie or Brent backdoor, because technically he's aligned with them. So if he nominates one of them straight up, it's kind of like revealing his hand and it gives I think them a lot of time to try and like work something out so I feel like what which hopefully I'm assuming he Tiffany and Claire are going to tell him this because it sounds like Tiffany Claire Sarah Beth are all on are all aboard to get Brent out or Frenchie so I think that's what he might do because he he's in a lot of alliances and with his team being safe and then with the wild card competition I'm like he's not gonna have very many options Mm mm-hmm yeah, true. Yeah, that'll be yeah. interesting to see. I don't know which way he'll play it out. I think if I was him, I would just go for Frenchie immediately. Just because, yeah, they're in that Slaughterhouse Alliance, but also does anyone in there like oppose Frenchie going Frenchie. versus them at least? He might look disloyal, which is a problem, but I don't know. Yeah, but I think as well, like, he has his cookout alliance and then his team who's behind him anyway. So, like, he doesn't need whoever's still in this Slaughterhouse Alliance anyway. So, I agree. Might decide to go ahead and just be like, (laughs) Frenchie, you're up. Because Frenchie obviously is is an easy target, too, because you can just say, like, oh, you... Or last week, last week's HOH, we get a lot of promises to everyone, you know, or you could even call him a, a threat if you wanted just to use that as like an excuse to, um, but we'll see what happens. I think um, he'll be making his, his nomination soon and we'll see it, of course, on 
Sunday's episode, who he nominates. Um, but also there's a twist for this wildcard comp, right? Coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was a little confused on that, but I think Thanks. think what I gathered officially is that with the wild card comp, you have the option to if you win it, you can switch teams if you want to stay safe. Something about switching teams, maybe not the safety part, but yeah, it was something just, about switching teams. I don't understand it either because yeah, it's like if you want safety or something, you, sw- you you can switch teams. I don't understand what would like. I don't feel like anyone wants to switch teams at this point because there there's really no point. Exactly, like- but I think if they got the if they got promised safety, then they they would be more inclined to do it. That's true because, but also like the whole teams thing, I feel like other than having people compete for you in the HOH and guaranteeing you safety, like the teams aren't necessarily working together. I mean, they, they kind of are, but it's not like there's four really distinct teams. Like it's kind of fluid with really who's working with who. And there's these like larger alliances anyway. Yeah. Which I thought, I thought the teams would be working together more like in the, um, in the votes. I figured you would want to keep your team member so you would have more people, like, going for HOH, but they didn't do that. Like, people on Travis's team voted for him. Voted for him, exactly. So, yeah, the um, the teams aren't necessarily voting for each other, which is weird. Um, I do think that if, if Kylan is, a, is able to get off someone from – or he'll be able to get off someone from – one of the other teams, of course, because his team is safe, which his team only has three people. Then there will be a second team with three people. And then I'm wondering if, like, those two teams are then going to want to try to get someone out from the other two teams. That way they're all even. But also, who knows how long this team twist is, is even going to last. It could yeah. only last, like, three weeks or something. Yeah. I hope it lasts, like, a few more weeks, I think. I, I, I kind of like it. I kind of like the team thing. Yeah, I um I do like how it like um it guarantees more people's safety because it makes it kind of more interesting. But then it'll be it'll be even more dramatic once it's the team twist is over because then it's like no exactly. one no one else is guaranteed safety. It's just the HOH, so um that'll be interesting. I feel like it's only gonna last. It's gonna last as long as the wild card comp last. Which oh yeah, true. Might, from the teams that might only last four weeks so like each of the four players compete in it so i wonder if after four weeks they're gonna just stop it (laughs) yeah that's a good point i because i was gonna compare it to like survivor or even like the challenge like those ones that start off with teams and then sometimes break off into individuals right those kind of take a while to go to do that but i think since big brothers not normally played in teams they might do it earlier so yeah, yeah, I think it would make sense to go like do it with the wild card comp. For sure, for sure. Well, Anara, after we've seen a full week of gameplay now, which it feels like it's been so much longer. It's literally been like one week practically. Who are your top three players going forward who you think are playing the best game and potentially have the best chance to win? Yeah, I think my top three, I think I switched like one person or one or two people from last time, but um, my top three right now are Tiffany, Kyland, and Claire. Mm, I think it was choices. obvious that everyone loves Kyland yeah. and wouldn't want to take him out. Um, and I think Claire is just smart. Like, she's laying low. She hasn't really, I don't know, like, been annoying. Like, I feel like I haven't heard anything bad about her. Right. Like, Tiffany's, like, kind of like the mom of the group that I also think everyone likes and, like, 
is mm. wise and kind of like knows how to not be impulsive and not to make like rash decisions. So I think she's very like level-headed and observant. So I think Tiffany will get really far. What about you? Agreed. Mine are very similar. I almost had your exact same three. Yeah, my are, my top three are Tiffany, Kylan. So those are the same. And then Hannah as well. I agree. Tiffany is like, she's really good in good with like Fridgey's kind of group, but then also has her own alliances as well. So I think she's really playing the best social game so far. Like everyone likes her. She's, I think, ha- tried to have like one-on-one conversations with almost everyone. Um, so yeah, I can't see her being a target anytime soon. Um, as well Kylan kind of same thing like like everyone likes him um, of course now he's uh, he's HOH so I think more 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 people will be coming to him to talk strategy as well and Hannah as well um, she's lying low and knows the game well the only I she is in my top three the only concern I have though is that she might be seen as like an easy pawn to put up because she's not too aligned with anyone currently like she is not in the Big Slaughterhouse Alliance. She's technically not in the Cookout Alliance. Um, About that, actually. The Cookout one, um, they said, like, on Twitter, they said Hannah's in it, but she just wasn't in, like, the TV edit of it. Yeah, I think, like, she's kind of just, like, not part of the, like, main group, but, like, she's not, like, they all have her back, so... We'll see exactly what happens. But um, we forgot to mention there was an all-girls alliance formed with Aza, Tiffany, Claire, and Brittany, and then Sarah Beth as well. There's been multiple iterations, but there, there was one without Frenchie. Um, I, think called, <laughs> I would hope so. The, um, they were called the Sirens at one point, but now I think they're called the, um, the Kingslayers or something. But Hannah's also wasn't... So I think she's she and Sarah Beth, I think, are both kind of going after that kind of floater strategy at the beginning. So the only concern I have is that if like if someone just sees Hannah as an easy nomination to not make waves and then she, she somehow goes home. But overall, she still is in my um, my top three. Um, I think the people who have to watch out going forward are definitely going to be uh, Frenchie and Brent are kind of the big targets. But then also Brittany, I think she, she does have some allies, but she's not too ingrained in any alliances. So she might be just be put up as a pawn. And we all know that pawns go home a lot in Big Brother. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see uh, who Kylan nominates and what his strategy is moving forward. I don't yeah. know. I don't know which way he'll go. I know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who he puts up initially and what his what his, who his actual target is. Um, but yeah, overall, this season is off to a very fast start, even through Frenchie's like annoying behavior. It's already so much better than last season. Like last season, it was just blah. It was just was I felt so much apathy toward it because it was just so boring. There was no there was no, you know, twist. There were no surprises, at least now we're like we're actually getting a lot of kind of um a lot of fast-paced gameplay and especially during these first few weeks it's so exciting because the alliances are much more fluid um hopefully this slaughterhouse through because i think what the fans of big brother production also want is they don't want a big alliance who wins every hoh like that is i think everyone's greatest fear yeah i think i think i i don't know i want to say that all of them are pretty like spread out to where they're not just going to be loyal to this one alliance so right. i don't feel like it's very strong but i don't know i might be wrong i don't know yeah 
we'll see if the slaughterhouse begins to eat each other, um, which they might once if Frenchie keeps talking about fishing. And- <laughs> His dreams apparently are uh, are dictating some of his gameplay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we will see on Sunday's episode. Um, make sure to also follow us on Twitter at BBDoubleEvict. We um, live tweet most of um, the episodes with our commentary um, as we see kind of funny things um, that happen. And as a reminder, our new episodes will be dropping every Friday. Barring any further technical difficulties, <laughs> we are very on trend following Big Brother. Exactly. Um, so uh, make sure to subscribe to us and uh, you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Anchor, or the podcast app. We are everywhere. Um, Anara, anything else for this episode? I don't think so. Yeah, definitely follow our Twitter for um, any updates from us, any um, new episode updates, as well as live tweeting if you're into that. Um, yes. I don't know. We're pretty funny, I feel like. So oh, we uh, we definitely try, although uh, Big Brother Twitter is hilarious. People are so creative on there. Um, so, I mean, if you're not following the BB23 hashtag, do that because you will laugh out loud at yeah. memes that are made instantaneously during the episode. The commentary, the, all of the kind of stand Twitter lingo is so funny to me. Yeah, same. Well, all right, everyone, have a great week. We will see you uh, next week for episode four. And make sure to tune in and watch uh, the uh, the new noms on Sunday. Bye, everyone. Yeah, see you next week.